Hey there. Welcome to the first episode of Not Your Couples Therapy. I'm Austin. I'm Rachel. And we're married. Yep, we're the Rainwaters. Yep, that's the end of our podcast. We just wanted to share that. (laughs) Um, Now, this is just a a podcast where, um, you know, a lot of people trust us for some reason. Yeah. For relationship advice. Life advice. Life advice. And I mean, we've kind of observed different ways that our relationship is is different mm-hmm. um in ways that that's helped us yeah and so um i mean personally i wanted to do something where we just kind of i mean i always enjoy our conversations i figured other people would too <laughs> we um we are incredibly different like if you could think of two people who are the most different be a little bit more different than that and it would be us. Yeah. Like from the very beginning, even just the way that we grew up, like the environments we grew up in is so incredibly different. My family is very upfront. So like if we have an issue, we are going to look somebody straight in the face and say, I don't like you. I don't like what you did. You know, like this is my problem with you. And we are all comfortably confrontational. And you, I feel like the environment that you grew up in, and especially when we first started dating, you as a person, you were very not I, comfortable. I um, bottled up my feelings quite a bit. Yeah. Um, and I still like, I mean, just in our relationship and kind of starting before that, I've really had to examine myself and think about my my own personal habits and like, I would bottle up my feelings about things, not talk to people about them, hold on to them forever and have that turn into passive aggressiveness because that's the environments that I grew up in. Yeah. It it played a large part in the beginning of our relationship, especially that particular difference of passive aggressiveness versus confrontation mm-hmm. was a large part. But I also think we're kind of, like jumping significantly ahead. Yeah, I was about to say I think we're jumping ahead a little bit. Yeah. Um, so Yeah, so let's let's dive into um since it's the first episode, what like where our story begins. Yeah. So in 2012, mm-hmm. we both started as freshmen at Ball State University in Muncie, Indiana. Mm-hmm. Um, but we both ended up in the same like world history class. I don't even remember. It was a history class. Yeah, it was definitely a history class. And that's about all I remember. Yeah. So a big group of girls who lived on my floor because I lived on not a girl only building, but a girl only floor in our dorm. Um, We all had the same class. Mm -hmm. So we all went together and there was like one seat left at the end of this row that we took up and class was about to start. And like the hairiest, most energetic person I had ever met came running in and just like sat next to me, which was fine. Um, And I remember you had like a beanie baby panda. Yep. I had a panda in my pocket. Yeah. In your cargo shorts pocket. And, um, 
I can say with confidence it was cargo shorts since that's a majority of what you wore. Yeah, that that does check out. <laughs> but we passed a note for a majority of the class making fun of our professor who was who proudly labeled himself as a Neanderthal, probably I don't know, like every two to three minutes. Yeah, he was a really interesting eccentric. Guy. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. He looked like Colonel Sanders' skinny brother. Um, and we made fun of him and it came up that I think you asked me if I was going to go to the football game Mm -hmm. and this was at the beginning of week football game was on like a Thursday or Friday. And I'd said that a big group of people from my dorm were going, but you're welcome to join us. Told you when we were meeting outside of what building. And then I didn't really see you again. Yeah. After that. Um, okay, so before you begin the next part, <laughs> you know how you do this thing where, like, something is really important and you really worry about being late, and so you show up early, like, sometimes beyond what's reasonable? Yeah. Okay, now you can continue <laughs> with with the rest of that. So... The day of the football game came, mm-hmm. and we were supposed to meet probably like maybe an hour to an hour and a half before the game actually started to head over there all together. So all the girls on my floor were still getting ready, and there's like a knock on my door, open it up, not of my building, of my specific dorm room. Like, I had been in this environment for, at this point, maybe, like, five days, four days. I didn't know anybody, and I definitely didn't tell you where I lived, and um, Austin was there. And I had no idea how he knew where I lived or how he showed up there, because to get into the building, you had to have a key card and be a resident of that building, which he was not. Yeah, I was a resident of a neighboring building. But you still couldn't get in. Yeah. So I feel like um, before I come off as like some stalker, <laughs> creepy dude. Uh, which is how he did come off. That is, yeah. yeah I'm, Significantly, because my roommate, who again, I had known for maybe five days was genuinely freaked out at the idea of a stranger showing up where we lived. And so she asked me if I had told him, and I was like, nope. I talked to him once, and... uh, I wish I could remember who it was, but um, I was waiting outside your building or something, and I ran into someone we knew, we both knew separately, or I don't know if it was separately because I was talking about the situation. Anyway, I was like, yeah, I'm I'm just waiting for um, Rachel and um, all the people from my history class. I'm sure I didn't just say you, although I did think you were cute. I'm pretty sure I uh, was too afraid to admit it to myself, but I, I knew I thought you were cute. But anyway, <laughs> um, I tell this person and he's like, oh, yeah, I actually know where she lives. Um and it might have been an RA or something. That is more concerning than even just a random person just being like, yeah, sure. 
random guy let me show you to this girl's room yeah so it's not my fault i'm not the (laughs) creep here um so we all he just kind of welcomed himself into our room and chilled out while a good like maybe 15 girls were trying to get ready and they were all equally confused why you were there and i had no explanation for them at all and then for the next about like year and a half to two years, I would see you around campus because we did go to the football game, but I left you there. Yeah. Um, and snuck out. And um, after that, I would see you around, but I would avoid you. Yeah, that sounds right. It was. You would avoid me so hard that one time. I texted you and you said you had pneumonia. I did. I did have <laughs> pneumonia. So you did ask me out a couple times. Um, I would say probably about three times over the span. Um, I know that you're going to argue this by saying that you said hang out, but that's how people asked people out. That was it. That's how it was worded. So even if that wasn't your intention, that's what you did. Okay. That's and fair. I genuinely did have pneumonia. I know. And my parents had to come and pick me up. I survived, though, and I came back, which was questionable for a while. But let's see. So for probably about like two years, Mm -hmm. I avoided you and we both went on with our lives and dated other people and changed and grew a lot. And yeah became significantly different people than we were yeah um so then in i i feel like i became a little less awkward and eager and mixing those things together to become a creepy person i became meaner for sure but i also became significantly more independent yeah i don't know if meaner is the word i was definitely more wary yeah of people. Yeah. I'd had a lot of negative experiences. We both had gone through abusive relationships. Yeah. We were coming out of those. Um, I had gotten a smartphone for the first time ever. This is 2014, the beginning of 2014, end of 2013. So mm-hmm. end of December, beginning of January. Um, I was trying to figure it out and I accidentally liked. Um, it was one of those TBH posts. Oh, yeah, yeah. The to yeah. be honest yeah. So for the un- yeah for the uninitiated, there was this thing that went around for a long time, and I, maybe it's still going around around uh, like with the youngins. I don't know. I'm old. I don't know what's going on. But um, it's it's called a TBH, and it would range anywhere from like like this post for a TBH, and if someone liked the post, you had to go onto their Facebook profile and make a post on their wall about what you honestly thought about them, which. I did think was stupid. There's no way that people would post that for all of their Facebook friends and just be completely honest about any any person that liked it. What I did do, however, I'm I'm a very avid user of friends lists. And I had a friends list of people that I just felt, you know, I could trust. And you happen to be on that list. And so I made a post that was like, hey, if you're reading this, you know, you're someone that I feel like I can trust like this for a TBH. And I'll post on your wall about, you know, why I feel like I can trust you and and 
that kind of stuff. I liked it by accident, trying to scroll through Facebook on this new smartphone. The screen was so small, and I couldn't figure it out. And I know that I sound like an old lady, but I, I did not grow up with the internet. I didn't have internet. I didn't have cable. I didn't have a lot of technology. So I'm always kind of like an 80-year-old trying to figure out the newest thing. And it was no different with a smartphone. I genuinely really struggled with it. So I didn't even realize that I liked it until you posted this like message on my wall, which I'm sure that I still have. I know that I sent it to you. Um, and it was just probably the nicest thing that anyone had ever said to me. It was a lot kinder than I felt like I deserved because then I felt bad for avoiding you. And I kind of felt mean. The message was essentially about how you thought that I was this like really nice person and you wish that you had gotten to know me better. But yeah, it was very sweet. And so then I like commented on it and then we started messaging back and forth. And eventually I realized that you were easily the best human that's ever existed. And I made a really big mistake and I asked you out. Yeah, if, yeah, I guess. I asked you to go to dinner with me. I asked you out. Okay. I mean, to me, it didn't seem like a date. I mean, you came wearing a sweater vest. You seemed prepared for a date. I just, so, I wanted to, you know, consider, like, be considerate. I was taking your time. Whatever. But yeah, we went to dinner. I think that's the thing is. I had asked you out for me. I had asked you out. Okay. Whether you considered a date or not, you came and then got trapped. And so I asked you out. You said yes. We had a really good first date. It lasted forever. They closed the dining hall around us. Oh, yeah. Um, We walked home. Or you walked me back to my dorm. And then we never really, like, said an actual goodbye because once we got to the door of my building and you didn't come up to my room again, like a terrifying creeper, um, we ran into one of my sorority sisters who then was talking to me and then you kind of eventually excused yourself. Yeah. And it was like, oh, okay, bye. And then you were gone. And then you asked me out after that. And ever since then, we've been pretty much inseparable. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like that was the long way around yeah. to tell it, but essentially you were a lot in 2012. I was. And you were a little bit less in 2014. Uh, yeah. I was, uh, from what I can remember, I was trying to make the most of the college experience, if you will, and like actually branch out to people because I, I know that one of the things I struggled with, and, and part of this is, you know, struggling with social cues and things like that, being on the autistic spectrum, was I didn't have a lot of friends. Yeah. Um, and well, so I, I tried to push through that in when going into college. And, yeah, I probably was a little too uh, <laughs> much. You were a lot. 
and then you were a little bit less and then we were completely different. Yeah. We both went through not great situations. Yeah. Um, you know, mine was a pretty abusive relationship that was on again and off again, starting when I had just turned 18. So when I was still in high school and he was almost 30 when we met. So it was significant. Yeah. And there was a whole lot of things that happened personally for me and to people around me that just changed me as a person. And we've both, we've talked about this multiple times and agreed. Right. That if we would have started dating in 2012 when we met. We wouldn't have made it. Yeah, we would not still be together. Yeah. And I think that's genuinely because we changed so much individually. Yeah. We we grew a lot and like figured out who we wanted to be. And like, I think it's also important that, you know, in 2012, a lot of 2013, I was still very much in the state of, um, I, I mean, I would tell people that I would pray for them all the time mm-hmm. and, mm-hmm. um, I hadn't, I hadn't really started questioning a lot of the things that I'd grown up just kind of knowing in yeah. my faith. And that was honestly, that's one of the things that I remember most is sitting in the dining hall, just talking with you about, um, things that I was learning in my religious studies classes and things that I was kind of struggling with and ideas that were going through my head. Yeah. And even if we didn't, we weren't on the same page about those things. Like we could have a really honest, really fruitful and like really supportive of each other's views conversation about a lot of the things that were on both our minds. Before we started dating, I had briefly dated a few people, not a lot. Like your girl didn't get around because honestly I didn't have the patience to get around but nobody really made it past like three weeks. And my main issue was that I got bored. Mm-hmm. I wasn't challenged as a person and I never felt like this was somebody that I could grow with. Like I felt like what I got three weeks in was what I was going to have forever. And that did not work for me. Because I couldn't have intelligent conversations. I couldn't have debates. It wasn't like someone telling me to better myself or to learn something new or even talking about things that they were interested in. It was just the same thing over and over and over. And it did not work for me. And so eventually I just was very comfortable being on my own. I liked being single. I liked having my own space. I liked having my own time. I took myself out on dates. Like I was very comfortable eating by myself in a dining hall, taking myself to a movie, going to like plays or concerts Mm -hmm. or things by myself. And I think that was really necessary for me to do before being in a successful relationship. Yeah. Yeah. And like, like you mentioned, I was just coming out of... A relationship that was really just formed out of 
I don't know, these negative feelings that I had, um, loneliness and, um, I don't, I don't think me and this person were really meant to be together, but it, it just turned into this toxic thing. And so for a little while, I learned to do the same thing, to be self-sufficient and pay more attention and actually like focus on my feelings. I started going to therapy. And so we just, we grew into people who are really like starting to question the things that we grew up knowing as truth. And so I think our relationship really took off because we supported each other in finding our own truths. Yeah. I think that if we would not have spent that time becoming comfortable as individuals, mm -hmm. we would have a lot of the same problems that people end up asking me about where it, to me, the solution seems really simple where it's like support your partner in being a person. Yeah. Like be comfortable yeah. not being together all the time, which is funny because we are together I would say probably like 99% yeah. of the time. Yeah. But we're also very comfortable not being together 100% yeah. of the time. Like if I told Austin I need space, I need time to myself, I'm going to go see a movie or go somewhere else. Cool. Let me know if you need anything. Like we support each other's alone time. And I find that that's something that, is an issue that comes up a lot when people ask me about yeah. their relationships. Yeah. There's also that thing where people just tell me everything. Oh yeah. Yeah. We should, we should probably, uh, that's, I mean, that's part of the reason for the name, not your couples therapy is that like, we're not therapists. Yeah. People do the same to me. They'll come up to me and, and ask me and tell me their life story. Yep. Not as much as you. I mean, people just dump shit on you. <laughs> All their like emotional turmoil somehow shows up in a conversation that's like like at work if i'm asking them a question about work and then i'm like having a conversation of what i think is about work there's a puppy here comes duke do you not see the giant on air sign I outside our yeah so like if i'm at work and i think i'm having a conversation about work all of a sudden it turns into their relationship issues yeah like oh i'm just having a really hard time with my boyfriend i'm just having a really hard time with and i'm like okay that's that's cool um and so, then i get all the details so you know am i done here yeah. like is, did i did i work this completely it's yeah it's it i'm never prepared I think that's the whole thing. Yeah. There's a difference too between like friends. Yeah. They're... And we're having a conversation and someone I genuinely don't know. Yeah. Like we work together, but we're not friends. Yeah. And like we don't share our lives like that until one day they decide that we now do. Um, so, uh, yeah, we're not therapists. <laughs> don't tell us your issues. I mean, you can. Yeah. I guess. Yeah. You can. Yeah, well, it's fine. There might be some kind of like, we want other people to interact with the podcast, but like, you know. Maybe just prepare. Respect boundaries. Also, if like. If you see us on the street, don't just walk up to us and tell us about how, you know, your 
I can't even make something up off the top of my head. You know, it's if it were a situation of someone saying, I really would like your advice mm-hmm. about something, um, do you have a second to talk about something personal? Yeah. Sure. Cool. If I am in a headspace where I can do that, absolutely. Yeah. I... But give me some warning because if I'm in the middle of oh, it's also worth mentioning that I'm about five and a half months pregnant. Oh yeah, that's um, that's an important detail. Yeah, we're uh, having a baby girl. Yeah. So like, if I'm in the middle of having my afternoon Cheetos <laughs> and just trying to have have a have a fucking break here, um, and then just in in mid Cheeto bite, still have. The, the dust on my hands. Karen comes around you're, telling you Yeah, about you're how... dropping your marriage problems in my lap, and I'm not prepared. I'm not in the space, girl. I, uh, yeah. So maybe just if you prepare me, if you're just like, hey, I need some support, I need somebody to talk to, cool, that's fine. Just give me a little bit of warning here. Yeah. Like, don't catch me while I'm washing my hands in the bathroom after peeing for the 60th time that day, maybe just give me a second. Um, you know, just let me catch up to what's going on. I have no problem supporting people. I just need to know that I'm supporting people. Yeah. I think the other key thing to our relationship is, um, we established very early on that we would be honest with each other. Yeah. Um, yeah. That there, there's no secrets. There's, mm-hmm. we, you know, we need to trust each other. Mm-hmm. If we're feeling something uh, negative about the relationship, even. About you know, life, about, about ourselves. Yeah, we should, we should open up about that. And, you know, it's, we, uh, at least speaking personally, I haven't always done the best job. I think we both have come across situations or topics that maybe were a little bit more difficult to talk about than we anticipated. Yeah. Um, and that's just, that's just a growing situation. Yeah. But I think that's the thing too, is like those situations were frustrating and difficult to navigate, mm-hmm. but we still did our best mm-hmm. and we supported each other instead of hacking away at each other. Right. Where if you felt that I wasn't honest with you, you would be honest about that. Yeah. And you would tell me, hey, I, I, I don't understand why you don't trust me on this. Yeah. And we would have honest conversations about honesty. Um, and I, I think that's been one of the main things that we've gone through some shit. Yeah. And we've gotten through it because we don't keep things from each other. Mm-hmm. I we made we set a lot of ground rules. Um of things that we could and could not do when this relationship started. Mm-hmm. You know, we agreed that if we had an argument, we were not going to yell at each other. We yeah. were not going to raise our voices. Yeah. And if that meant taking a step back from a conversation that got a little heated, respecting that that other person needed to do that mm-hmm. or recognizing that and vocalizing that, you know, like I grew up in an environment where yelling happened and i know that for some people that's a thing some people it's not everyone's relationship is different 
but I didn't want that for myself. Right. right. Um, so when we started really talking about our relationship and what we wanted, you know, we set some ground rules of like, we're not going to yell at each other. We are going to be honest, even if it's difficult. Right. We, I feel like this is like an unspoken agreement. We agreed that if we ever got to the point where we weren't happy anymore, we weren't going to cheat on the other person. Right. That we would respect the other person to say, and ourselves to say, I'm not happy anymore. No, I think we did. We have even talked about that too. Like, yeah, where we would talk about that and open an opportunity to figure out where to go from there and, and figure out what the next steps are, whether that's fixing the relationship or, um, what have you. Yeah, there have been times where we faced situations that were intense and change was going to have to happen, Mm -hmm. either as individuals or as a couple or both. Yeah. Like behavioral changes, communication changes, things that were going to be difficult and require a lot of effort. Yeah. And the question that has always been asked is, do you feel like this is worth continuing? And, you know, it's a really hard question to ask, especially when you love somebody very much, Mm -hmm. to ask them if they genuinely want to put in that work or want to try to fix it. But it's a good thing to ask because if you both agree that you want to put in this effort and you want to put in this work, then at that moment even, even if it changes, you are both saying that you want that level of involvement and commitment to your relationship. And it would have broken my heart, but I would have preferred that you say, no, I don't want to fix it. Or no, I don't want to put in this effort at any point. If you genuinely felt that way, then to say that you would and not actually want to, and then drag something out longer than it ever needed to be. Right. When we could have taken that time to just move on or try to figure out, what our lives looked like then. Yeah. Yeah. At that point, you know, if you're just holding those feelings back, you're just kind of wasting both people's time. Exactly. Yeah. Um, and yeah, we were both very honest. Mm-hmm. Um, we've both worked on our honesty and like, not just saying the truth, but saying it in a respectful way. Yeah. Um, we've both had to work on that. Yeah, there have been plenty of times where I have started the conversation with, I'm not saying this is reasonable. I'm not even saying it's logical. But this is how I'm feeling. Yeah. For me, that was very difficult to get into the habit of recognizing that because to me, it seems like the situation is X does not mean that that is fully the situation. Yeah. And taking a step back to try to be aware of that, to say it's possible that this isn't reasonable, it's possible that this isn't fully logical, Mm -hmm. and it's possible that this is not what was intended, Right, already takes a step in a productive direction for that conversation to say, cool, yeah. Yeah, we're both both aware that, like, I I think because we've both experienced anxiety and Mm -hmm. our brains doing really weird things with taking the facts and distorting them and just... The most awful ways sometimes. Yeah. We're both cognizant of that in ourselves and in each other. Yes. So like if you were to come to me and say, 
I feel angry at you that you walked by that trash and didn't pick it up. And like, I recognize that it's an unreasonable amount of anger. Yeah. Like, I'm like, I'm putting your shit in the yard, setting it on fire. Right. Never talk to me again. I, you know, I feel like you being cognizant of, I don't actually know why I'm this angry and me being cognizant of there could be a million things just kind of attaching itself to that. Like maybe you, you have something going on that is already making you angry or maybe I've done a bad job altogether. And that one thing just kind of set you over the edge. Yeah. There have been plenty of times where it's been a situation of like, I understand that you are upset about fill in the blank, but do not take it out on me or like, you know, like calling out behavior before it even really starts of like, you are validating that person's feelings Mm -hmm. and the situation that they're attached to, but you're also setting a boundary for acceptable communication. Yeah. Like it is valid for you to be upset. It is understandable that you are upset because of this, Mm -hmm. but that does not mean that you can snap at me every five seconds or throw a tantrum, make passive aggressive comments, do whatever. Right. And I know that in a lot of relationships, especially when I've given advice and I'll say, you know, like I love Austin more than any person on this entire planet. I genuinely 100% think that he's the best human that's ever existed. And I mean that truthfully, but there are sometimes I really think about how easy it would be to smother you in your sleep. Like, it's not going to really be that difficult. I still choose not to. Oh, man, now we have two dogs here. Oh, man. <laughs> you you guys are so disrespectful of our podcast. <laughs> so, you want to smother me in my sleep? No. If I wanted to, I would have, but I have not. I'm just saying that, like, I really honestly don't think that there's a better person than you ever. However, I also don't think that you're perfect. Oh, yeah. And I don't think that our relationship is perfect. Definitely not. And especially now being pregnant, there have been significantly more times that I've really thought about smothering you in your sleep. Especially when I can't sleep because like my body hurts and our daughter decides to play hockey with my organs and I look over and you are peacefully snoring your fucking life away. Like I, I'm ready for the life insurance and to raise this baby by myself because I just, it infuriates me. And then I get so angry. I have to pee again. For like the 10th time. I'm so sorry for getting my daily rest. Yeah, well, I don't get my daily rest, so then we can have our child, but that's fine. So yeah, I think that definitely went into a different direction than how we met, but... No, that's fine. We're talking about our relationship in general and like what what defines it, really. Because I think that's what this is about is it's an introduction to our relationship and why we want to talk about our relationship and our lives and the things we experience. I think 
if I really had to sum it up, what makes our relationship so different would definitely be the level of honesty that we have with each other, but also would be, I think, like the genuineness and how we communicate. Yeah. Like, we don't say things to say things. You know what I mean? Like, I don't expect you to tell me that I look pretty when I look like I rolled in garbage for four days straight. Like, there's no expectation that there's going to be, what is it? The happy wife, happy life. Oh, yeah. I hate it. I hate it. And I think it's garbage. Yeah. Yeah. And like, I, there's no expectation for ingenuine anything in yeah. our relationship. Like, if we, we do something, it's because we want to do that thing for the other person. If you were to ever ask me for something and I felt like I couldn't provide it or I didn't want to, I could say that. Yeah. There's no, there's no, I think the rules in our relationship are that there are no rules. Other than just like, don't be a piece of garbage. Yeah. I was going to say just other than like respect the other person and be aware. Yeah. Um, we don't, you're right. We don't do any of the like. Like Valentine's Day? Yeah. We don't do Valentine's Day. Not out of like principle or anything. Valentine's Day just doesn't really mean anything to either of us. Right. So we're not going to celebrate it. Yeah. In any way, just because it's an expectation. Yeah. I think with the way culture talks about and like puts these expectations on relationships. I think we're willing to consider them and yeah. value them and understand what those things mean to us. Mm-hmm. Um, Cause I mean, I was just thinking about the whole happy wife, happy life thing. And Ugh. like, I, I almost said that to someone only because I genuinely enjoy making you happy. Like, doing something that makes you smile is one of my favorite things ever. Gross. And so, you know, if you're happy, I'm happy. But I think, you know, the whole happy wife, happy life, the connotations with that are that, like... You sacrifice what you want. Right. If it does not align with what I want. Right. In order for us to have a successful marriage. Yeah. Which is not how marriage should work. No. And if you think that it is, I would suggest talking to actual <laughs> therapists, like an yeah. actual marriage therapist. Yeah. That's not us. Uh, yeah. But it's it's definitely not something. So whenever I've heard people talk about that, I'm always like, oh, please do not project that onto my marriage because in no way do we subscribe to that. Yeah. Yeah, there. I feel like there have been plenty of times where people have like mentioned things, kind of assumed how mm-hmm. our marriage works, and we're like, "No, what? What are you yeah. even? What are you talking about?" Yeah, there's a fair amount of people who assume that that's the way that our relationship works. I think mostly because I am more vocal and direct. That like I tell you what to do. Yeah, yeah. And I just want to make this 110% clear. As much as I offer any form of sarcasm or sass or attitude or whatever you want to use in public, Austin gives it right 
back. He waits until there's nobody around. So then I look I, like an asshole. I don't know what you're talking about. Exactly. See, he does this where I just do it and then he doesn't react and he waits until there's no one around and he does it. And then I look like the dick in public because I don't care who's around. So it it seems like a very one-sided situation and it is not. Yeah. No, we I mean, I think that's that's one of the other key pieces of of the relationship and I think kind of the last one we'll talk about is where we do challenge each other in all kinds of different ways mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. we'll sass each other back and like sometimes we'll fight but not actually fight yeah like we'll be i guess playfully aggressive with each other i come up with a lot of colorful threats that are not genuine in any way i'm not actually gonna smother austin in his sleep mostly because i'm too pretty for prison yeah although i would do very well in prison I'd be running that place in like a day. Yeah, yeah. You do tend to take over anywhere you go. Yeah, I would organize it. We would have clubs and it would be a good time and everyone would be happy. And only like three people would be stabbed a month, which would be a significant decrease. However, we say a lot of things that through understanding each other, we understand our ingest. Yeah, we understand each other. But in public... I think a lot of people have secretly slipped Austin like hotline numbers to try to (laughs) offer him a way out. I will neither confirm nor (laughs) deny this. Um, But he's fine, y'all. Yeah, no, I'm I'm good. Rachel is very cognizant of my feelings and would never say something to actually hurt me. No, I make him eat vegetables. Me, on the other hand. I am his hype man as often as I can be, mostly because he deserves it. But yeah, I... I'm not going to smother my husband in his sleep. <laughs> I will not. And I'm not raising this baby on my own. So, yeah, that's the that's our relationship in a nutshell. Not me being smothered in my sleep. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and him not farting on my face anymore in my sleep. Yeah, I did that once six years ago. I incredibly, like, I regret that decision more every day. As you should. And, uh Yeah. I think that's it. Yeah, I think a few things going forward. We'll talk about having a baby. Yeah, we're going to talk. I I definitely want to talk about the kind of parents that we want to be. Because I think that that's one one of those things that's just very different in our conversations with people. Yeah, we'll talk a little bit more in depth about communication. Mm -hmm. Talk about family. Yeah. um, And how that can affect a relationship. Yeah. What it took for us to have a baby. Yeah. Our journey there was a lot different. Yeah. Um, Very. It was only, it was a difficult journey. Yeah. And we're still on it for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, so we'll talk about some of those things and then, you know, anything else that comes up. Our work life in very vague details um, due to what we do. But we do actually work at the same place. Yeah. In the same department. In the same building, on the same floor. Yep. He sits... Probably like 30 feet from you. Yeah, yeah. Um, we carpool to work every day. and Yeah. Yeah, so we'll let's talk about our lives. And 
at some point. If you have any questions or you want us to talk about something specific, let us know. Hit us up. Yeah. Uh, Tell us what's going on. Yeah. There's not really an official way to do that yet, but... Um, We're around. Yeah. Let us know. <laughs> um, also, if you listen to this straight through without taking breaks from our weird conversation um thank you and sorry yeah i mean there's two ways this could go for you you could really get something from it or you could use us as a topic to make fun of at your next dinner party i mean either way honestly i don't care yeah uh i find no validation in other people's opinions of me so the only thing that matters is that they do have an opinion Nope, not even that. Yep. I, I mean, totally fine. I'm, I'm trying to unknown. get subscribers. Right, Duke? Totally fine. So, yeah, we well, will probably do this a couple times a month. Yeah, something. We'll figure Whenever it out. we want. But, yeah. Uh, yeah, we're very organized, and see you next time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>